0: To the Wells Mania kickoff show. I am your host, The Kyle Wells. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at The Kyle Wells. And of course, be sure to follow Wells Mania all over everywhere at Wells Mania. And the reason why I am doing a kickoff to episode 86. Of the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world, Well's Mania Podcast is because the music that you hear in the background, The Verve, Bittersweet Symphony. I've got some bittersweet news to share with all of you. And if you listened to the very end of episode 85, there was a cryptic radio scanning through channels and the Verve Bittersweet Symphony was one of the songs actually the very first song that you heard and there's a meaning behind that it's because the bittersweet news that I have to share with all of you is this after 12 years working For 93 WIBC On October 28th 2022 My time here At WIBC Is coming to an end That will be my Last day With the company That's the bitter part The sweet part is I am moving on I am taking my talents to Static Media, where I will be a content specialist for Wrestling Inc. I cannot wait. October 31st, I start a new career path working for Static Media and Wrestling Inc. But before I get there, I wanted to take this time to thank you, the listeners of 93 WIBC. Without you, radio isn't even a thing. So thank you for taking the time out of your busy lives to tune into WIBC day in and day out. We appreciate you. And if you're going to be there next Thursday, October 27th, at a night with WIBC, I want to thank you in person. Shake each of your hands as that will be my swan song, so to speak. An opportunity for me to see you in person. And then Friday, October 28th, on the Hammer and Nigel Show, I will sign off from WIBC. And after 12 years of working in this business, one of the big things that I have learned is to really take advantage of every second that you get and make the most of every opportunity that either presents itself to you or that you make for yourself. And I have learned so much over the past 12 years. I have grown so much over the past 12 years. And I am very appreciative of all of the opportunities that I was given, all of the opportunities that I made for myself, taking the most underrated wrestling podcast, Well's Mania, to getting rated on the Apple Podcasts wrestling charts. So thank you to all of the Well's Maniacs for tuning in to every episode of Well's Mania. And speaking of that moving forward it might be a while before you hear wells mania podcast again since i am leaving the studio i will have to figure out how to as we say in the business make sure the show goes on i want wells mania to continue to grow and we will we will we'll get there just be patient but episode 86 of wells mania coming up here momentarily The world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne, is back from his Disney trip. We'll talk about that. And it's almost Halloween, so we've got a really spooky episode of Well's Mania Podcast coming up. But like I said, before we get to that episode, I wanted to really just take this time to thank those who helped make these past 12 years in the radio business special to me. And I'm going to start with Hammer and Nigel. I have been Hammer and Nigel's producer for the past four years, and every day working with those guys, it was an adventure. You never knew what you were walking into, but you knew one thing was guaranteed, you were going to be entertained, and being the number one rated afternoon drive in all of Indianapolis meant that I am the number one producer in all of Indianapolis. I'm (laughs) just stating facts, ladies and gentlemen. But no, uh, Hammer and Nigel, I've learned so much from those guys. They are, when Nigel's here, they are two of the hardest working dudes in this business. There's a reason why they are number one. I am glad that I was a part of their success for four years. You two have taught me so much about the business, about myself, and thank you from going from the ha you hear in the background to being an actual character on the show Thank you for that. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to showcase my talent on your show. And uh, next week's going to be emotional. TKW Appreciation Week on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Throwing that out there right now. Let's get a hashtag going. TKW Appreciation Week. (laughs) Share your fondest memories of producer TKW as he rides off into the sunset. But yeah, thank you to Matt Hiblin You literally have been there for me since day one. You have believed in me. You have gone to bat for me more times that, than I could ever count. And you've given me so many opportunities to also showcase what I'm capable of doing. And I'm forever grateful for you. Thank you for being patient with me. I know a little bit of me goes a long way, so... <laughs> I'm learning that more and more the older I get. And the fact that Matt Hiblin has gone along with the theory that I am the John Cena of W I B C. Thank you for entertaining that. It's true though. I I do. I I feel like I've been the franchise for W I B C when it comes to producers. I feel like that. I have been the John Cena Hustle, loyalty, respect, day in, day out. But guess what? Just like John Cena with WWE, all good things eventually must come to an end. That is why, if you've been paying attention to 10:28 PM every night on my Twitter at the Kyle Wells, I have been tweeting a poster of John Cena's movie because I feel like me leaving WIBC and going to Wrestling Inc. and Static Media is my John Cena. Hollywood moment. So, if you have been wondering what the hell is up with TKW posting all these movie posters, there's the reason why. It's because as the John Cena of WIBC, I am leaving radio and I am going into Hollywood, so to speak, doing video content and voiceover work for wrestling. Ink. So thank you, Matt Hiblin, and I'm going to miss all of our fun conversations in your office. So try not to miss me too much when I don't come busting through your door like the Kool Aid Man. Oh, yeah. Thank you, David Wood, for also putting up with my shenanigans. And, David, for old time's sakes, this one's for you. Bangkok,
1: Oriental city, in the city, don't know what the city is getting.
0: One of of my favorite things about being a producer on a live radio show is the bump music, because that is me, producer TKW, picking and playing the bump music. And uh, I remember one day I asked David, I said, hey, what's your favorite song? And he said this. So that day, I played Murray Head one night in Bangkok, and David was like, oh, my God, I can't believe you actually played that. I said, I I told you I was going to. So thank you, David Wood, for uh, loving my humor, and it's what I do as a producer. I come through in the clutch. You want to hear something? I play it. I give the people what they want. Thank you to Todd
1: Meyer.
0: That's how I always greet Todd whenever I see him. (laughs) Sometimes it puts a smile on his face. Sometimes he doesn't make a face at all, but you get me in my full capacity every single time. Todd Meyer, you are a mentor of mine. You're a great friend of mine as well. You trained me in this business and got me started on my first live show, Garrison, with Greg Garrison back in the day. So thank you for getting me started and uh, climbing the ladder to where I am now would not have been possible if you did not show me the ropes, as we say, in the wrestling business. So thank you for training me and for helping me on this journey to the top. I feel like in the radio business, you really are blessed if you work in this business 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 years. The fact that I got to be a producer for 12 years is incredible because I've seen a lot of people come and go over the course of my 12 years working here. So if I forget any of you, I apologize, but I hope you all are doing well. Those that have moved on from this business and those that are still here that I have seen for the past 12 years or so, Abdul Hakeem Shabazz, one of the smartest dudes in this business. The Gun Guy, Guy Relford, a 2A attorney, an American badass. Thank you for always having positive, kind words to say to me. Yes, I have fully embraced shaving my head bald. You definitely helped inspire me. Let's face it, the inevitable was coming, but your kind words really helped me just embrace it even more. Uh, Terry Stacy, Hall of Fame broadcaster, positive light in this world. An angel, I call her. She's just always been very kind and sweet to me. I'm going to miss seeing Terry on the regular. Scotty Johnston, one of the hardest working dudes in the radio business. He does a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that I feel like he doesn't get the appreciation that he deserves. So I'm going to give it to you, Scotty. Scotty, as I would always say to him as I'd see him in the gym or in the halls here. Uh, the Engineers. The Engineers. Cam Blankenship, Jeff Dinsmore, Ken Myers, Skylar Wood. You guys have bailed me out more times than I can count. And I always joke with those guys saying that I I lead the league in emails sent to the engineering department, but they always tell me that, that I'm not, but I, I think they're just being nice. But thank you for bailing me out, and uh, you won't be receiving emails from me anymore, So cherish the ones that I do send in my last week. I'll see if I can send one a day. Maybe just an I love you or something. Uh, Who else? Everybody in the newsroom, you all put in a lot of work. You all put in a lot of time and energy and effort into delivering the news. Of course, Eric Berman and Stan Lear. You two no longer work here, but your icons and Stan, your legendary... So I was uh, honored to work with both of you guys during the past 12 years. Uh, As far as the hosts on this station that I've worked with, I've worked with a lot. Like I said, if I forget you, I apologize. The chicks on the right, Mock and Daisy, it was always a very fun environment working with those two. Rob Kendall, talking old school wrestling with Rob and then hearing him bash modern day wrestling in one ear out the other no i listened i listened to everything that you had to say but i always enjoyed our interactions with one another casey daniels i didn't really get a chance to work with you uh because you're still new here at wibc so just make sure you continue to keep rob in check on the kendall and casey show tony katz I was Tony Katz's first producer during his morning show. Tony would uh, reward me by inviting in wrestlers when they were in town, and I got a chance to interview them, so that was really cool. That's why you hear this Charlotte Flair liner at the beginning of Wells Mania podcast. I got an opportunity to interview friend of the Wells Mania podcast, Charlotte Flair. Woo! So thank you to Tony for always giving me opportunities to run wild on your show, and I'm trying not to get emotional doing this. I, I know it's it's uh, bittersweet, like I said. And just, I'm just thinking about all the memories that I've made working here over the past 12 years. And there's just been a lot of people that I've come in contact with who really made this job fun and special. And I'll always cherish our friendship and those memories. Sean Matthews, Eric Garnes. Your guys' voices are iconic, and all the stories that we've shared throughout these halls have been hilarious, uh, inappropriate, and they'll always be cherished by me. So thank you guys for always making me feel special whenever I would see you both. Let's see, who else we got here? Stephanie Abbott, Erica Sylvia, John Griffin, James Connor, Joe Koppel. Dockage, uh, JMV, Kevin Bowen, Mark Dykedon, Kurt Geralds Jr. I had a tendency to announce a lot of my co workers whenever I would see them. Brendan King, BK, Coach Bob Lovell, AJ Patty, Egg, Pat Sullivan, Dick Crumb, Diddy Smith, um. Allison Lemons, Ari Castle, Kevin McNamara, Tracy Spates, Ethan Hatcher, Brian Baker, Hollywood stuntman, and one of the best damn writers that I've ever seen. That dude is beyond talented. He oozes talent. Brian, I hope to see you very soon. I know you're down in Georgia. Georgia? How about the traffic beast, Matthew Bear? Matthew Bear is the best damn traffic reporter in all of traffic history. It doesn't get any better than Matthew Bear. And, Matthew, thank you for being a really good friend of mine over the past 12 years that you and I have known each other. I love you. You're a brother to me. And... You're an inspiration, brother. You're a fighter. You're strong. And I am beyond proud of you. So keep dominating the day. Best damn traffic reporter. The traffic beast. Sam Fritz. James Adams. Ryan Soule. Eddie Garrison. Josh Molenex, Jimmy Cook. Everybody in the digital department. Heidi Brewer. Nick Escobar. John Truett, Andrea. Uh, I never pronounce her last name right, but I think it's a uh, Jeske probably said that wrong again, but Andrea G, Nick Cottingen, BP, Lee Arnold. Y'all do amazing work in the digital department. Oh man, there's just so many people, so many talented people that I have shared this building with over the past 12 years. And like I said, if I forgot you, I apologize. Yo, shout out to some of the OGs, Joe Olery, Dan McGowan, Steve Simpson, Taylor Bennett, Mike Wilson, Uh, Ray Steele, Amber Starnes, Joe Wambach, RIP, there's just been so many people, and I can't express that enough, and I know I've said that, I've repeated myself time and time again, but I'm really trying to just, you know, Charlie D, (laughs) you know, I'm just trying to really think about all the people that I've come in contact with over the past 12 years, I mean, that's a decade plus, there's a lot, there's a lot, so let's see, rolling on, who else do we got? Stephen Bird holding the fort down in the lobby at the front desk. Maintenance and the housekeeping for keeping the lights on and making sure this building is clean. I know you guys don't get enough credit that you deserve. So thank you for doing that. The dirty work, so to speak. Let's see, let's see. Mindy Winkler, Shannon Curry, Taja Graham, Dominic Cummins, Tracy Thompson. I'd always see those two down in the gym putting in the hard work. Josh Cox as well. Mike Botkin from the Indie uh, Monthly. Just a lot of cool people throughout this building that you come in contact with. And if we're going to talk about the seventh floor, then I got to thank Jeff Simoleon, Mr. Simoleon. And here's a funny story I'll share with you all. This was uh, maybe five, six years ago at a Christmas party. Jeff Simoleon was there. He was mingling. I went up to him. And every time that I would see Mr. Simoleon, I would shake his hand and I would thank him. Just because in my mind, I always considered him the Vince McMahon of MS Communications. And I'll never forget the time that I told him that he looked at me and he goes, I don't know how to take that, son. And I said, well, let me explain it to you. Just like Vince McMahon, all the good things, you have given us all an opportunity to entertain and share our personalities and tell a story with the listeners and the world. And when I told him that, he lit up with a big smile and he said, well, you're very welcome. Enjoy the party. And then he went on and mingled around. Well, Last month, I had a really cool thing happen to me here in our lobby in front of all of our coworkers. I finally received my 10-year anniversary watch two years late. Like I said, I've been here for 12 years at MS, and I finally received my 10-year anniversary watch. So I was one of three people that received it in front of the 100 or so people that were there in the lobby for the party it was Emma's farewell party, and I got an opportunity to be recognized in front of all of my coworkers, and Matt Hiblin wrote out a very kind-worded letter explaining you know, how hard of a worker I've been, and I deserve everything that's coming to me. And uh, Pat Walsh had some funny things to say about me as well, but it was really cool being presented that 10-year anniversary watch. And it was very fitting because now my time is officially, pun intended, my time is officially coming to an end. So, like I said, if I forgot you, I apologize. Feel free to reach out if you even listen to this episode of Wells Mania Podcast. But I just wanted to take this time. I have a platform here, and I wanted to thank each and every single one of you that helped make these past 12 years very memorable And it's just kind of wild when you look back over the course of my career in this business. Like I said, starting in the newsroom as an intern and then producing every show and working every shift imaginable on 93WIBC. And I even did some time working on our sister station, 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan, ESPN Radio. So I'm going to miss working here. I'm going to miss the people that I worked with. And well, as the old saying goes in showbiz, the show must go on. So for all of those transitioning to Urban One, dominate the day. I'm sure that this is not the last that you have seen or heard of the Kyle Wells. But speaking of shows, it's time to start episode 86 of Wells Mania Podcast. So without further ado, take it away, friend of the Wells Mania podcast, Queen Charlotte Flair. Hey guys, this is WWE superstar Charlotte Flair, and you're listening to Wells Mania Podcast. Woo! and welcome to the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world. You are now running wild with Wells Mania Podcast. I am your host, The Kyle Wells. Be sure to follow me all over everywhere at Wells Mania. Thank you for subscribing to the Wells Mania Podcast. We appreciate you. And back in studio from a 2 week that actually turned into a three week hiatus the world's greatest co-host Peyton Payne
1: is back I'm back but don't don't act like it's my fault I was gone for three weeks okay I've been around we just chose not to do a show last week So technically, it's not my fault that you have been keeping me from my fans. Well, I
0: felt like since you took a two-week vacation, I owed myself to at least take one week off from putting out the most underrated wrestling podcast in the world. Now, this is episode 86 of Well's Mania Podcast, and if you listened to the kickoff show, I had broke with some very big life-changing news. I am leaving WIBC and I am heading to Static Media where I will be working as a content specialist for Wrestling Inc. So I am really excited for this new chapter in my life. I'm really excited for this career-changing moment in my life And I will keep you all posted, but Peyton, we've got kind of some bittersweet news here. Not only am I leaving WIBC, but this is going to be the last episode of Wells Mania Podcast for the foreseeable future, because the fact that I'm leaving here, I'm no longer going to be in this studio with all of this equipment. So now, moving forward, I am going to have to come up with my own equipment and that is why episode 86 of wells mania podcast for the foreseeable future will be the last one until we do make
1: our return so i'm glad you could make it back Peyton, for this episode i mean i wasn't gonna miss this one this is the big one and let's make it clear This is not goodbye. This is a we will see you later. But we got to get through this show first, and it is a very stacked show. Yeah, we've got Halloween coming
0: up next Monday. That's actually when I start at my new job. So spooky season is amongst me, and I'm going into it on Halloween, so I'm excited for that. But I love this time of the year, Peyton. I am a Halloween guy. I get into the festivities. Mm -hmm. Uh, I go trick-or-treating with my niece, which is awesome because it gives me the nostalgia of when I was a kid, and I would go trick-or-treating. I don't dress up like I used to back in my 20s. See,
1: that's where you're wrong. I still dress up. Yeah, I... I I dress up to just go scare the trick-or-treaters. Yeah, you would be. You're a heel. That's what you do. Yeah, it's great. But...
0: I do. I love this time of the year. Uh, I'm a sucker for Halloween themed TV shows. I will watch Halloween TV shows, Halloween themed TV shows like There's No Tomorrow. I love Halloween movies. Um, I just love this time of the year. The Halloween music. I will be playing the Halloween hits all throughout this episode, but I definitely wanted to take the time at the very beginning. That's why I did a kickoff show to thank everybody for the past 12 years working here at WIBC. And like I said, if I missed you, I apologize. There was a lot to cover. Peyton, when you work somewhere and you give your all for 12 years, you might tend to leave out somebody. But I think I did a pretty good job of going through the Rolodex, thanking those that I've come in contact with working here for the past 12 years. The
1: way I see it if if you forgot to mention them they they weren't worth mentioning. So. I, you know, I had a feeling that you were going to say that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but yes, Halloween is coming up, so this episode we are going to dive into our personal top 5 favorite Halloween movies. We're going to preview and break down WWT Wrestle With This Halloween Horror, which is dropping on Halloween. Yep. I always look forward to this show because WWT always shows up and shows out, especially with the Halloween-themed episode. So I'm really excited for that. And uh, we're just going to enjoy the last you know, episode that we have here so who knows what else might come to Peyton and I's Hoosier Dome but I do want to thank our sponsors the Wild Beaver Saloon the best damn karaoke bar in America located right here in downtown Indianapolis Indiana and in Nashville Tennessee tighten up the Titans by the way swept the Indianapolis Colts this season so in your face Colts fans Also, want to thank Johnson County Axe Throwing. Chris Engel did a phenomenal job when he filled in for you a couple episodes ago. He did. And uh, we're actually going to be going to the Johnson County Axe Throwing this weekend.
1: Tell us a little bit more about that, Peyton. Yeah, so uh, how he pulled this off, I have no idea. I don't even know who he contacted to get this to happen. But if you've ever dreamt Of meeting the WWT Tag Team Champions, those freaks, Giggles and Twinkles, the Disciples of Chaos... The freaks come out at night. They will be at Johnson County Axe Throwing this Saturday night. So if you want to meet the tag champs and possibly get your face ripped off, (laughs) then please show up to Johnson County Axe Throwing and meet Giggles and Twinkles.
0: So you mean to tell me that Giggles and Twinkles will be in environment that have axes all over the place.
1: Yeah, I, it's probably not that smart of a move, but hey, you know what? He's he's responsible. That's the axe, man. Chris Engel taking chances one day at a time.
0: But yeah, I look forward to that. I look forward to throwing some axes. I, I enjoyed it when we went there the last time, so that'll be a lot of fun. Whiteland, Indiana, this Saturday night, Johnson County axe-throwing. Come on out, meet Peyton, meet Wells Mania, and if you are uh, strong enough and you dare to meet Giggles and Twinkles, they will be there too. And we'll talk more about Giggles and Twinkles because they got a big tag team match coming up at WWT halloween horror Mm -hmm. and uh also want to thank toys galore and more the best damn toy store in all of indianapolis i love you taylor jackson and thank you for being an amazing sponsor and just being an amazing person in general and last but not least talking about halloween ryan where the hell are you man you have ghosted me for almost three weeks now are you okay are you still alive where are you i love you brother but my goodness uh he's out haven't haven't heard from you he's out trying to make our shirts i hope so uh i do apologize for everybody who has ordered wells mania merch peyton and i still don't have our merch if that makes you feel any better But Ryan, I love you, dude. Where are you? I'm worried about you. I'm being genuine when I say this. Stop ghosting me. Text me back. Let me know that you're still alive. He owes Dexter Loomis something and has been kidnapped. Maybe Dexter Loomis did kidnap Ryan. But hopefully sooner rather than later, the Wells Mania merch will start making its way out there to all of you. And I'm still blown away that you even care enough to buy... Our merch. So thank you to all the Well's Maniacs who do. All right, Peyton. So now that we got all of that out of the way, when we come back, we're going to dive into your Disney trip, how it was, and we're going to talk about our top five favorite Halloween horror movies of all time. You're listening to a spooky episode of Well's Mania Podcast. We'll be right back.
1: Like to see something strange.
0: Come with us and do you are sort of running
1: wild
0: right here on episode 86, a Halloween special of Wells Mania Podcast. I'm your host, the Kyle Wells, the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne. Back from vacation, running wild with me and Peyton. I told you something before we turned our mics on about the song that you hear in the background, which is This Is Halloween from Tim Burton's The Nightmare Before Christmas. I told you something that is going to give your fans what they love the most about you is your epic shoots that you do and your epic rants that you go on because I have never seen... The Nightmare
1: Before Christmas. I don't even know if, if you're worthy of getting a rant because that that's so disappointing and sickening that me going on a full-blown rant to say how disappointed I am in you for never seeing that movie would, would just, I don't know, would ruin my night.
0: Well, I think you said enough right there. And uh, just for whatever reason, I know this movie has been out since 1994, but for whatever reason, I just never got into it, never had a desire to watch it. I still, after hearing you say that you're disappointed in me, I still have no desire to
1: watch it. I I don't know, man. Why? You gotta give me a reason. Why do you have no desire? It is one of the best Halloween movies of all time. I just, I know
0: I'm familiar with the Pumpkin King, Jack Skellington. I do know who that character is, but still, I am just too busy watching other Halloween movies that have my interest over this
1: one. You got to watch it.
0: I'll tell you what, one of these days, I'm sure it'll present itself to me and I'll be in the right mood to give it a chance. And when I do, I'll let you know. But speaking of Disney, you're
1: back from your two-week vacation. Mm-hmm. How was it? Fantastic. You, I had a great did, time. Did you come up with some memorable moments yes. from the trip? I did. I met Jack Skellington. Really? I met the Pumpkin King. Okay. And he was awesome. Very fitting. He talked to me for like 15 minutes. So that was that was cool. Um, I rode the new Guardians of the Galaxy roller coaster, which was very limited, and uh, not everybody could ride it. I actually won a VIP Fast Pass to get on that ride. Wow. And it did not disappoint. Probably the greatest roller coaster I've ever been on. That is at Epcot. So if you ever get the chance to ride Cosmic Rewind, the Guardians coaster, please do yourself a favor and ride it, because it is unbelievable. The Halloween party that I went to was very fun, I dressed up as a Animal Kingdom safari guide. As you know, I looked for Megamondo, who was not there.
0: No, Megamondo uh, was not down in Orlando. He was in Rushville, though. He was. He did get a victory over Thomas Wayne Oliver. That did happen, and the whole city of Rushville went bananas, so that was pretty cool to see yes. while
1: you were on vacation. Uh, I met... All of the mainstays, Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Minnie, Daisy, at breakfast a couple times. They just came up to my table and interrupted me while I was eating. So that was fun, you know, even though I don't like being interrupted while I'm eating. But, hey, for them, they can interrupt me whenever they want. Right, right. They're the whole reason why you're there. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to – I mean – you can't no sell Mickey Mouse. If the, you it, they would in kick, his magical kingdom. If I were to no sell them, they would kick me out of the park. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, it's 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 just not going to happen. No, I had a great time. It was fun. Uh, I lucked out. It it didn't rain at all. It was supposed to rain a couple days. It ended up being sunny the entire time. So that was great. I mean, overall, it was just it was just a fun experience. I love going during Halloween. Halloween is always the most fun time to go. They had a huge new stage play for Hocus Pocus, the new film, which was fantastic.
0: I have yet to watch the second Hocus Pocus movie.
1: It was good. I will give it high praises. So if you're out there and you're wondering whether to watch Hocus Pocus 2, do it. Just so you can see that they literally have not aged at all and they look exactly the same from... The movie that came out, how long ago was the first one? That was back in the 90s. Yeah, they they haven't aged at all. It's crazy how good they looked in this film. But, no, it was fantastic. And I keep saying it, and I'm going to keep saying it until you do it. You have got to get down to Disney World. Well, I think that with my new job,
0: it sounds like I might be getting an opportunity next January 2023 to potentially get down to Florida. Now, I don't know much about it, but I was just told that I will be going on a company trip with my new job down to Florida. And in the past, when they do these trips, they do offer you an opportunity to go to Disney, Universal Studios, and other attractions that are down there. I kind of want to go to the WWE Performance Center. So, if that potentially is on the list of
1: places to go... I've done it. i am so, sorry,
0: Disney, but I'm going to choose the Performance Center you'll, over
1: Disney. You'll be very disappointed because they don't let you in the building. Well, in that case, then I'm going to Disney. You walk up to the front door and it's locked and they tell you to leave the parking lot. No tours? No tours. Man, that's, you're kind of missing out on an
0: opportunity there, I would
1: think. Yeah, I feel like a lot of money could be made, but I've tried it twice, both times, access denied access denied no but disney loved it great time was fantastic everybody should go there at least once to experience it
0: well i'm glad that you had a great trip and i followed you and i lived vicariously through you through all your social media posts i'm glad that you had a great time glad that you made it back safe one of these days i will run wild down in disney And now, Peyton and I are going to reveal our top five favorite Halloween slash thriller slash horror movies. Now, this, the iconic. Halloween 1978 John Carpenter theme song to the legendary Halloween movie starring Michael Myers and Laurie Strode played by Jamie Lee Curtis, the incredible, amazing Jamie Lee Curtis. I personally enjoyed Halloween Ends. watched that last week finally. I know a lot of people It had its moments. Didn't like it because it didn't feature Michael Myers as much as they probably wanted it to. I get that. But you got to remember, Michael is so old. (laughs) From 1978 to 2022, that's a long time. And eventually, Father Time does
1: catch up to serial killers. I will say it had its moments. The movie was not as bad as people claim it was. There were some things in it that I thought were not good. The ending was fantastic. I thought I thought the entire last like 20 minutes was phenomenal. Um I think that the plot of this film would have served better as one of the previous two movies though. I will say that.
0: Yeah, I could agree with that. Um just I wanted more Michael versus Laurie. You know, if they're billing it as Halloween ends, then I was really hoping that we would get more yeah. Michael versus Laurie, and we didn't get that, you know, really, in my, this
1: movie. My only argument to the he's old thing, because I seem like that's everybody's like go-to excuse, is my only argument to that is this guy literally in the last movie killed like 20 people in a street fight.
0: Well, you know, over the past... Year, a lot can change. So maybe he got really old over the past
1: year. Maybe he got COVID two or three times. Possibly. COVID uh, got Michael Myers. COVID killed Michael. That's the underlying plot of the whole trilogy. There you go. But yeah, what we're going to do here is we are going to
0: reveal our personal top five favorite Halloween movies of all time. Now, when you think about Halloween movies, Peyton, The criteria for this list is movies that you would watch specifically during Halloween spooky season. Mm -hmm. So Halloween, all the Freddy movies, all the Friday the 13th, Mm -hmm. uh, the Scream movies, Ghostbusters. I mean, there's so many to choose from. That's kind of the criteria that I have had in mind for putting together my top five list. So, and there's going to be some movies on here that you're going to be like, wow, I can't believe that you like that movie. Like I didn't even, wouldn't even have thought to have put that movie on your top five. So Peyton, you want to kick us off
1: here? Number five on your list real quick. Let me say one that didn't make the list. Yes. An honorable mention, but it was very close and it's a wrestling related one. Number five was almost it didn't make the cut, but it was almost Ceno Evil featuring Kane. Your boy Kane. I I loved that movie when it came out and it almost made the cut, but it it's not one of those movies where I'm like if I have to watch it on Halloween, it's just it didn't. So it was good, not necessarily one of my favorites. But I almost put it on there simply because of its wrestling tie-in. So
0: Understandable. My honorable mention is Ghostbusters. Okay. I love Ghostbusters. Um, Almost made my top five, but the the movie that I did put at number five might surprise you. Was the
1: the other Ghostbusters that was made with Melissa McCarthy? No. No, that was awful. That should have never
0: happened. (laughs) That movie sucked. No offense to the uh, amazing actresses that were in that movie, it just wasn't for you, and it damn sure was not for any loyal diehard Ghostbusters movie. Now, Ghostbusters Afterlife that was good did redeem that awful Ghostbusters remake with yeah. Kristen Wiig and them. The Ghostbusters Afterlife that movie was amazing. Yeah. It was a tearjerker too. It kind of pulled on my heartstrings a little bit, but Ghostbusters comes in on on my list as as an honorable
1: mention. Gotcha. All right, so number 5 for me is going to be now. I don't know if you've ever seen this, but it, I love this film. It is a Disney movie. Surprise, surprise! It is Disney's The Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. With Eddie Murphy, yeah, love that film. That's a fun, that's a fun one. It's it's very underrated. I feel like it's not talked about enough for Halloween films. Kind of gets forgotten. It lost d- it in the shuffle. It does, but it's such a good movie. It's fun. It's funny. It is kind of spooky, you know, for like maybe like little kids, but. I love that movie. I've always loved the ride at Disney, and Eddie Murphy is just fantastic. So, yes, number five for me is The Haunted Mansion.
0: Well, I actually have a Disney Channel original movie Uh coming in at number five on my list, and no, it is not Halloween Town. It's
1: Mr. Boogity.
0: No, it is not Mr. Boogity. I don't even know what that is. It is Phantom of the Megaplex. I knew it. Peyton, I love this movie so much. Clearly, it made my top five favorite Halloween horror movies of all time. This movie came out in 2000. Times were simpler back then. This is when the Disney Channel was at its all-time peak. Disney Channel original movies were very popular. Mm-hmm. This one, because it took place at a movie theater, I always wanted to work at a movie theater. I thought it always been would have been a really cool job to have Clearly, I never followed that dream and worked at a movie theater. Uh, The WWE Human Encyclopedia, Jared Giles, once upon a time did work at a movie theater and told me some really cool stories about what that experience is like. But Phantom of the Megaplex, Disney Channel original movie, Mickey Rooney, one of his last projects that he did was in this movie. I love it. I love it to this day. I always try to watch it at least once during the month of October to get me hyped up for Halloween. So this movie, to me, is just something that makes me think of the good old days back when I was during my teenage years, back in the
1: year 2000. It's definitely a classic. If you're into Disney Channel original films, it's a classic. So that is number five on my list. What is number four on yours? Everybody makes fun of me for liking this because it's not scary at all. And every time I watch it, I just can't help but laugh because I know this movie was made with the intent to be scary, but it's just not. It's got to be Leprechaun.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And that's got Jennifer Aniston in it. A
1: young Jennifer Aniston. Like I love watching that film because it's so bad that it's good. And just the concept of it Because Leprechaun himself Like is kind of scary by the way he looks Sure And you're like oh my god if I saw him Like it would be terrifying Right But the way the movie is done It's just not scary Like his weakness is he literally has to stop And clean people's shoes
0: Yeah which is funny because in a horror movie yeah that's his no pun intended here achilles heel yeah like there's a
1: there's a scene in the film have you i'm guessing you've seen the movie yes i have there's the chase scene where he's running down the road chasing them in the car and they're literally just throwing shoes at him down the road and he has to stop and clean everyone like it's just hilarious but it's such an iconically bad movie that I, I have to watch it at least once every October.
0: And it turned into a franchise where the movies just kept getting worse. worse. And there was like Leprechaun in the Hood, Ugh. which I'm I, not going to lie, I saw that at, at an early age, and I was just like, this is hilarious. It's hilariously bad. Hilariously bad. There's some scenes in it that are a little inappropriate for a kid to watch, but yeah, that that's a that's a funny one. I kind of forgot about
1: the Leprechaun movies, so... Yeah. Thank you for reminding me. I've always wanted them to do Leprechaun versus Chucky, and they've never done it. I'm very disappointed in that.
0: Yeah, that would have been a kind of a, a horror dream match because we got it with Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. And then you think about, well, what are some other, you know, matchups that you can do? And I think Leprechaun versus Chucky would be very appropriate because they're both small, and it would
1: be a, a really... Who do you think would win? Chucky. I'm going with Chucky. I got to go Leprechaun. He's got magical powers.
0: That is, that's a good point. That's a good point. But Chucky is a doll. Yeah. And Chucky has his own magical powers, too. True. So that might be an evenly matched... Might dr- be. You know what? It's a draw. It's a push. Until... That one's ending in a until, no contest. Until
1: the movie is made, it's a double DQ. There
0: we go. Double DQ, Chucky versus Leprechaun. Now, speaking of Chucky, Child's Play did not make it on my list, but there was a scene in the movie where... Chucky suffocated a guy in a car. He put a bag over his head uh-huh. and suffocated him. That is one of the main reasons why I always check the back seat in the back of my car every single time because I don't want somebody hiding back there that's going to either suffocate me with a bag over my head when I'm driving at a high speed. So in a way, Chucky put a PSA out there to always make sure you check – in your car before you get in your car because there might be somebody hiding like a little doll like a little doll in the backseat of your car yeah well coming in at number four on my list is halloween 1978 the original uh michael myers is a character that i root for a lot Mm -hmm. now me i'm a face i'm a baby face but I really there's something about Michael Myers where that captivates me, and I just enjoyed watching him in those original movies, not the remakes, but the original ones back in the back in the day, but the original one, the OG, the one that started it all nineteen seventy eight Halloween. we played the iconic music. That movie, to me, is just a really cool movie it's it's yeah it stands the test of time and it will last forever. Everybody has to watch Halloween at least once during
1: October. you know I think he's he's so likable because I like Michael too. He's so likable because he's very mysterious. you don't know his intent. It's kind of like falling in love with like Kane or the Undertaker in the WWE. like even though Kane is a psycho, you're never going to not enjoy watching him just tombstone people, choke people, set people on fire. You just like watching him do it And we as Americans, we are fascinated with serial
0: killers. Yeah, we are fascinated with um, murder shows, murder documentaries,
1: murder podcasts, horror movies. But it's the mystery of Michael and and just the the emotionless mask that is, I think, the intriguing part to him. Speaking of the mask, in case you didn't know, here's a fun fact. They
0: didn't know what mask they were going to go with. I think yep. they originally wanted to go with like a clown mask. Mm-hmm. Thank God they didn't, because that probably would have changed the whole franchise. They actually went with a William Shatner Star Trek mask, and they obviously turned it into the white face and the and the hair, the red hair. Iconic. Mm-hmm. William Shatner is the face
1: of Michael Myers. Greatest decision they made for that franchise.
0: William Shatner still going strong. Mm-hmm. All right, Peyton, what is number three on your top five favorite Halloween movies of all time? Number three floats on
1: up there with some of the greatest... That's a tease right there. I think I know where you're going. Horror movies of all time. And no, I'm not talking about the original television movie, even though I love that film. I'm talking about the newer and improved Stephen King's It, specifically part one. Part two is good too, but part one was fantastic. I loved that movie. I saw it multiple times. I even dressed up as Pennywise the Clown a few years ago for Halloween. I remember that. And that is one of the most detailed Halloween costumes. I mean, you look like Skarsgård wearing this. Yes. That. I uh, Bill Skarsgård's Pennywise the Clown is one of the greatest portrayals of a monster in a movie, I think, ever. And I will tweet out a picture of me as Pennywise on my Twitter, at Prod. But no, that movie, I love it. The kids are great. Bill Skarsgård as Pennywise is great. The tension, the suspense is fantastic. It's kind of like the movie Stand By Me, but with a horror twist. Yeah. It's it just it has everything you need. Definitely has those vibes in in a in a good horror movie. So yes, uh, Stephen King's It floats in at number three. We all float down here. Coming
0: in at number three on my top five list, Ernest Scared Stupid, starring Jim Varney, one of the most underrated, underappreciated actors of all time. R.I.P. God rest his soul. He's no longer with us. But when I was a kid. This movie, just, I was fascinated by it. Ernest is iconic to people my age with all the Ernest movies. Ernest Scared Stupid, and I will go on record saying this, is the most underrated Halloween movie of all time. If you have never seen Ernest Scared Stupid, please stop being stupid. Do yourself a favor. Watch it right
1: now booger lips it is pretty underrated i'll give you that one it it is probably one of the most underrated halloween movies ever i just love jim varney and i've
0: said this time and time again john cena you know i once drank a pbr with john cena that's a good horror story yeah john cena everybody has to hear it should reboot the Ernest franchise and be a modern day Ernest p worrell now A lot of people have noticed that John Cena kind of looks like Jim Varney, so kind of it writes itself, Peyton. But yes, coming in at number three on my list is the most underrated Halloween movie of all time, Ernest Scared Stupid. Number two on your list,
1: what do you got? I'm, I'm pretty sure you will have never heard of this film, and I'm guessing a lot of people will have never heard of this film, but do yourself a favor and go watch it, because it might be the most fun horror movie ever made. This film is called The Cabin in the Woods. It sounds familiar,
0: and I think I have seen it, if I'm not mistaken. Chris Hemsworth is in it. There, Sigourney Weaver's in it. Is it... Is that the one where the dad from the stepbrothers is running this underground? Yes. Okay, yes. And then all hell breaks so loose. The
1: concept of the film, which is absolutely genius, is there's this underground like corporation that lures people. To this cabin. In the woods. In the woods. and But they do this around the world. But the movie is specifically set at one of the locations that they run, which is a cabin in the woods. And it's basically like a big game. And I'm not going to give away why they do what they do, because that would spoil the film. So go watch it if you want to know why they do what they do. But they basically lure people to this location. And they... Have this area that like opens up where all the people will go down there, and the people that get lured to the location have no idea what's happening. They're they think they've won a vacation or something,
0: right? They're in for a rude awakening, yeah.
1: And so, they, they end up like something happens, they get sent down to the basement or the attic, and there's a bunch of different props down there. And every prop in the basement, like if you do something specific with it, will activate. That monster that's associated with that prop. So, and the people in the corporation are all watching it. They've got videos. They're all taking bids like, oh, I think they're going to activate the merman, or I think they're going to activate the werewolf, or the zombies, or they're all taking bets on which one of the monsters is going to get activated and sent to inevitably kill the people at the location. And the, the idea of it, the concept of it is genius. It's really not even that scary of a film, but it's so fun. And the amount of monsters in it is just great. So do yourself a favor and go watch The Cabin in the Woods.
0: Number two on my list, this movie holds a special place in my heart, and I will not drag on and on and on about it, but Halloween 2018, that was my girlfriend and I's first date movie. But that movie was actually really bad ass. Fantastic. And and I was a little nervous, as we always are with reboots. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like I said, the original Halloween 1978 version was number four on my top five list. Well, Halloween 2018 lived up to
1: the expectations and it's right up there yeah. with the original. I'm going to say it surpassed it. I think Halloween 2018 is the best Halloween film ever made. It, like, is in that franchise.
0: It just blew my expectations. Like I said, my girlfriend and I went to the actual movie theater and there's just something about being at the actual movies yeah. when you're watching a movie like that on the big screen mm-hmm. in that environment that really you, you are all in. I mean, you are captivated. Yeah. You're not distracted by your phone or anything else like you are a hundred percent all to that movie so yeah coming in at number two on my top five favorite halloween movies of all
1: time halloween 2018 number one for me no surprise a nightmare before christmas
0: the one halloween movie that i've never seen yes <laughs> comes in at number one on your
1: favorite of all time i watch it multiple times every year it can double down as a Christmas film, too. So, you could kill two holidays with one stone with it. Sure. You know, it it, it goes back to back throughout the entire holiday season. It's just fantastic. It is the best Tim Burton movie ever made. Bar oh, none. man. Beetlejuice. You can't say that because you haven't seen the movie. Beetlejuice. You've never seen Nightmare Before Christmas. Beetlejuice. Eh, he's not here. No.
0: I was hoping Michael Keaton would pop up.
1: That... It's showtime. The fact that he didn't show up means that he also agrees with me that this is the best Tim Burton movie ever made. I don't know, man. Tim Burton has put out uh, the Batman.
0: I mean, he's put out some really uh, badass movies, but you're
1: you're saying that the I'm greatest Tim Burton movie is a Nightmare Before Christmas. Well, I'm from start you. to finish, it is almost a perfect film. It is fantastic. The characters are great. The villain is amazing. It, it's just it's just an amazing film. And I watch it every year, like I said, multiple times. It's just great. It's a great movie. One of these days,
0: like I said, I will give it a chance, but today is not that day. Now, Peyton, coming in at number one on my top five favorite Halloween movies of all time, Friday the 13th, part eight, Jason Takes Manhattan. And a lot of people out there, I can already hear you. That movie sucks. No, no, it doesn't. I love this movie. Out of all the Jason movies, out of all the Friday the 13th movies, this one right here, Jason Takes Manhattan, is my all time favorite Halloween movie. The reason why, I don't know. I'm just so captivated by it every single time I watch it. The fact that it starts on this cruise ship and then it ends up in New York, Jason kicking the boom box. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of things about this movie. The fight with Julius on top of the building when Julius thinks he, he can box jason Voorhees, and then he gets his head literally knocked off i don't know man this movie's so campy it's so cheesy but i love it and that is why it is number one on my top
1: five favorite halloween movies of all time i think it's because it's just like the concept of it of putting this villain this monster in manhattan it's almost like it's like when they put the T Rex in New York in, in the Los, Los Angeles, world, you know, in or Los, L- yeah, in, in Los, Los Angeles, yeah. It's just like it's something that you dream of. You're like, God, I wonder what would happen if you threw this character in this situation, and it 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 didn't dis. I mean, it you know, it was cheesy as hell, but it it didn't disappoint because it was so cheesy.
0: I love it, and I watch it almost every single October. Jason takes Manhattan,
1: number one. What would you say is the worst Friday the 13th film? Uh,
0: the one where he goes to space? The one where he goes to space is pretty awful. Um, yeah, that's probably it. That's probably the worst one. Yeah.
1: yeah. I, you know what I, I'd say is my favorite 15 minutes, though, in a Jason film is definitely where he fights Freddy Krueger. Like the end of that film. The rest of the film, totally forgettable, but the final, like 15 minutes of that movie where they actually fight is fantastic.
0: And of course, every time Jason's coming, you hear the iconic
1: ch, ch, ch. ah, 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 kill, 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 ma, ma, ma. Okay, you know what? We talked about Leprechaun versus Chucky. I'm going to throw this out there. Who wins, Jason Voorhees or Michael Myers?
0: Man, that is tough. That is tough because both of these guys were kids that just, for whatever reason, decided to start killing people. I guess it comes
1: down to- They're almost almost the same- Kind of? They're almost the same character. I guess it comes down to, is Michael Myers- A normal person Or is he possessed by some demon Or something that allows him to take As much punishment as he does
0: See in these movies These guys you you think
1: they're dead But somehow they come back to life I mean I'm pretty sure after Halloween ends Michael Myers is dead There's nothing left of him You would think Now Jason he legitimately is like a zombie Now I have met Kane Hodder
0: Before the iconic actor That plays Jason and when I told him to his face that Jason takes Manhattan is my favorite, he looked at me and he said, you're the first person that's ever said that to me. I was honored. I was honored that I was the first person, a movie that's been out since 1989. I was the first person that physically told him to his face that mm-hmm. Jason takes Manhattan because he, he was Jason in that movie mm-hmm. I know there's been multiple Jasons, just like there's been multiple Michael Myers, but Kane Hodder, in my opinion, the best and most iconic Jason Voorhees of all time. So I just thought that was pretty cool. And I think that's another reason why I really love that movie is because when I met him, it kind of made me feel better about myself for really cuz not a lot of people like that movie yeah. and so, i get it so it's i'm not guessing for everybody. i'm
1: guessing your money's on jason in the fight does jason beat michael <laughs> who who who's corner are you in for that fight it's tough man i i would have a,
0: that's like wrestlemania 6 when hulk hogan took on the ultimate warrior but if you had to that, pick
1: that's the ultimate challenge Two enter a graveyard only one's leaving who who's walking out I'll tell you my pick. Yeah, you go first. See if it
0: influences my decision. As
1: much as I love Michael, and I would probably be rooting for Michael, at the end of the day, Jason legitimately is an unstoppable, undead monster. I mean, he, he is like a possessed just carcass that kills people. I think Jason would probably, in the end, overpower Michael.
0: I think you're right. I mean, they're both evenly matched. They both go at their own pace. They both, you know, are fantastic with a machete and a knife. They're both strong. They're very strong. Mm-hmm. They have these superhuman powers. But yeah, I, th- I think I would probably give the edge to Jason Voorhees.
1: I think Michael would would give him a run for his money, but in the end, I just I think Jason would come out on top.
0: Well, there you have it. Peyton's top five favorite Halloween movies of all time. Wells Mania's top five favorite Halloween movies of all time. You listening right now, what are your top five favorite movies of all time. Tweet at Wells Mania. I would love to see your top five list. When we come back, we are going to preview and break down WWT Halloween horror. You're listening and running wild with episode 86 of Wells Mania podcast. Working in the lab, late one night, when my eyes be. You are running wild with the most and underrated and wrestling world, podcast in the world, Wells Mania funny,
1: Podcast! To my surprise did the match. He He did did the the Monster monster Mash. I feel like we're back at Scary-Oki. At the Wild
0: Beaver Saloon, one of the sponsors of the Well's Mania podcast. Halloween special right here, episode 86. The the world's greatest co-host, Peyton Payne, running wild with me, Well's Mania. mania. And it's not officially Halloween until you you hear Bobby Boris Pickett's iconic Monster Mash.
1: mash. They did the Monster Mash. There'll be a few Monster Mashes on Halloween in the WWT. Yes,
0: and that is exactly why I bumped in this go-home segment with Monster Mash, because this Halloween, October 31st, 2022, at the Smash Mouth Jungle,
1: Halloween Horror. My favorite show of the year.
0: And WWT goes above and beyond with almost everything that WWT does, but the Halloween shows really feel special, and they really feel like a big deal.
1: Yeah, this will be the third annual Halloween show, the third one WWT has put on. The first one, iconic, had the scary Oki with Megamondo and Mike James, had the first-ever Halloween Horror Street fight between Zodiac and Rathbone. Uh, we saw the Origins of Xander Deville on that show being kidnapped. It was a great show, and then last year Halloween horror invaded Smash Mouth Slamboree Three, and that is one of the greatest shows WWT has ever put on. So this year the bar is raised, but. We always hit it. Yeah, I think this episode is going to surpass
0: the past two. I think this is going to be the best Halloween horror. So, when you get done trick or treating and you get done eating all the candy, get on YouTube, type in wrestle with this, and check out WWT Halloween horror. Now, Peyton, I'm going to let you run through the card, you hype up the matches. And then we will break down who we think will be victorious in all
1: four of these matches. Mm-hmm. There's four matches. Four. Four matches. Technically, five if you want to. I mean, I don't know how one thing is going to go down. I guess we'll have to wait and find out. So, But you're definitely in for a treat. Oh, absolutely. Maybe some tricks, too. What's the first match we got? Well, speaking, I mean, this is probably where you're going to get the trick. We got trial number three. In the Onslaught Trials. I've been loving the Onslaught Trials. This one is going to be a hard hitting affair. This is the monster mash of this show. Hybrid Zodiac, the Zen Beast, the Zen Destroyer, whatever you want to call him, a man of many nicknames, Zodiac has been picked by Dick Williams. Yeah, Dick Williams. To bring the Continental title. And man, Zodiac. He's a good pick.
0: Zodiac has been around for a very long time. He's very talented. He's very strategic, too. I mean, he's one of the most psychological wrestlers yeah. in independent
1: wrestling. So, But he's going up against Xander DeVille. Yeah,
0: and <laughs> Xander DeVille uh, has proven me wrong time and time again. You never know really what to expect with Xander DeVille. He's kind of an enigma just when you think you got him figured out, he totally does something that you're like, wow, I didn't see that coming. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I don't like Dick Williams. I like Zody. We've had him on past episodes of Wells mania podcast, elevate, meditate, dominate. That's his catchphrase, but I don't like Dick Williams. So I am rooting for Xander DeVille to continue
1: to do what he has done and win each of these trials. Yeah, now you got to wonder, if Zodiac were to pull this off and give Xander DeVille his first ever pinfall or submission defeat, what would a guy like Zodiac use $10,000 for? Like, what would he specifically use that money for? I shudder to think what he'd use that for. I think he'd probably buy more masks.
0: I think he'd buy more gear. I think he'd buy more meditation tapes. Maybe. I
1: don't even know if that's a real thing or not. Maybe. Meditation tapes. Please turn over to side number two. I could see him buying those. Maybe yeah. he'd start his own meditation company. Kind of like DDP Yoga. Yeah. He'd start his Except own. Except a darker, more eerie version of it.
0: Sinister.
1: Yeah. Yoga. Speaking of sinister, what do you think Dick Williams surprise stipulation is for this match because we know he said there is a surprise trick-or-treat stipulation for this match and that doesn't bode well for xander deville with dick williams i have no idea knowing him and knowing that the opponent is zodiac who's the master of the heart punch for all we know the stipulation will be like rip your opponent's heart out or something
0: that possibly could be it little graphics. So, uh, I don't know if YouTube would even allow that to happen.
1: I don't think Dick on Williams the show. Dick Williams wouldn't care.
0: Nah, Dick Williams doesn't care about a lot of things except for Dick. Um, but as far as my prediction, my prediction goes, I'm going with Xander. I'm going with the Continental Champion. I think he's going to retain. Doesn't matter what stipulation Dick Williams throws out there. No disrespect to Zodiac. I think you're a phenomenal wrestler, but I don't think the odds are in his favor. I'm going with Xander DeVille to retain on his night. I mean, Halloween
1: is Xander DeVille's night to shine. This is a good point, and I'm glad you brought this up. This Halloween will be 365 days to the day that Xander DeVille has been the continental champion. So it'll either be a one-year celebration or it'll all come crumbling down. I think it's a one-year celebration. We will find out. My prediction... I'm going to have to go the other way around. I think that I think that soon enough, Dick Williams is going to stack the deck a little too high for Xander DeVille, and I don't like this surprise stipulation thing. I think that mixed with Zodiac, I think Dick might take the title this time. What's the next match on the card? The next one... <sighs> This is more of a, just a, I, I feel bad for for Scrubs McGee here. I don't know why he agreed to this, but the next match you got is Triple D, dirty Scrubs McGee will be stepping into the squared circle with the self-proclaimed Kendo King stone pain in a candy corn Kendo stick match. I like that. You know,
0: candy corn... Either like it or you don't. Kind of like Stone Pain. You either like them or you don't. So I think it's very fitting that this is a candy corn. Would you say Kendo Stick match?
1: Yes. Which there's only been one Kendo Stick match in the history of WWT, and Stone Pain won that match. Right. So he is. We've seen Stone Pain do some heinous things with Kendo Sticks in the past. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He has uh, definitely struck that on backs. Sides, ribs, arms, shoulders, yeah. legs.
1: Now, Scrubs McGee, over the though, head. I will say Scrubs McGee, his weapon of choice is also a, a kendo stick. He's come to the ring with it for years. I just don't know if his skill level is the same as Payne's. You know what I want here?
0: I want a Darth Vader versus obi-wan kenobi lightsaber fight with the kendo sticks i want that moment where we're gonna see stone pain and we're gonna see scrubs and they're both gonna be standing there it's gonna be an iconic shot of them with their kendo sticks and ultimately though I think the uh, odds are in Stone Payne's favor. This this is his weapon of choice. I know, I, no disrespect to Scrubs, but you're in the King's jungle, and I think the Kendo King is going to pick up the win here, and I don't think it's going to be pretty. No. for Scrubs McGee.
1: I I wholeheartedly agree. My money is on Stone Payne. I like Scrubs McGee. I do. He's entertaining. I always enjoy watching him, but unfortunately. I think it's going to be a very painful night on Halloween, and I think pain is going to enjoy it very much. What's the next match? So next up is not a match per se, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect here, but it's going to be the face-off we have been waiting for for months now. We've been seeing power moves being made on both sides of the W. WT business table, if you will, we're going to have a face-off between Sir Williamson Howe and Tim McLaw, the two owners of the company. Sir Williamson Howe, the founder, and Tim McLaw, the, the, the hostile takeover, the new sheriff in town, who bought 51% of the company not too long ago. The Elon Musk of WWT so to speak. And you know, like I said they've been going back and forth. They've been making power moves. McLaw has put up this veil of I'm doing it for the betterment of WWT but then on the flip side he literally flushed an NBC deal that Sir Williams and Hal put in place down the toilet which has now led us to this face to face what do you see happening here? I just wanted a reason why to play Somebody's
0: Watching Me by Rockwell, one of the most underrated Halloween songs of all time, because somebody is watching Sir Williamson Howe. And that somebody is Tim McLaw. And what I mean by that is Tim McLaw has had his eyes on taking over this company since day one. Yeah. So. Sir Williamson Howe plays this song over and over in his head. I always feel like somebody's watching me, and that somebody is the man on the marquee, Tim McLaughlin, baby.
1: Do you do you think there's any outcome here that could result in them getting on the same page and working together? No. To quote
0: Vince McMahon, no chance in hell. There's no way, Peyton. There's no way that in any world, any universe, any timeline, there's no way that these two guys would ever work together. These two are enemies for life. I would be genuinely swerved if they ever did come together, but no. This face-to-face standoff, it's going to end ugly There's going to be some sort of altercation here between these two. They're going to want to get their hands on each other. I don't know if that's going to happen here at Halloween Horror, but like I said, Tim McLaw has been watching Sir Williamson Howe ever since WWT debuted back at Slambery 1. Tim McLaughlin has always been gunning to not only be the WWT world champion, which he's failed multiple times, I like to remind... And he blames Hal for this. Right. He blames Sir Williamson Howe for this. This has been a long time coming. And I think there's something even bigger on the horizon. I don't know what that is, but I think moving forward, there's going to be something... That ultimately, it's either this or nothing at all. What that is, I don't know. But I think we're going to get a taste of it Monday on Halloween.
1: I agree. I agree. Next up on the card... We have and this I you know what Dodge said something on Twitter, Dodger Obencrust, and I agree with him here. He said that this might be the most entertaining world title match in the history of WWT, and it definitely could be. I'm talking about Ravishing Anton will be defending the WWT world title against Matt. Brannigan, You want to talk about a monster mash? This is more like just monster egos clashing. Yeah. These
0: two guys are no uh, stranger to loving themselves. I mean, these two guys ooze machismo. Mm-hmm. They ooze self-love, cockiness. I mean, they're both really in to themselves. So with that being said, something's got to give yeah. in this match. Is it the ravishing one or is it the pretty boy?
1: Well, and Matt and Brannigan. Brannigan is coming off of being on AEW Dark. So he's got a lot of momentum here and that's kind of what drew the ire of Ravishing Anton. He has been saying for a while now on social media that he doesn't like guys that wrestle for AEW Dark. He, he has coined them as All Elite Wannabes. He beat Fabu Andre. Imagine what what it would do to his ego if he could best Matt Brannigan as well. I mean, that would be huge. And you know what's really cool is I will be there.
0: I will be there ringside to film this match, so I'm really excited to have a ringside seat for this because I think this is going to be a really entertaining comedic technical match because let's face it Brannigan is a very funny guy but he can be serious when he needs to be and he's damn good in that wrestling he's also got a clone so yeah and this is Halloween yeah so who knows what tricks Matt Brannigan has up his sleeves and then on the flip side ravishing Anton always has some sort of plan in place that's how he became the world champion in the well, first place using jason
1: hammer to cost Mega Mondo the world title yeah and, and the thing about anton is you may not like him you may hate him and a lot of people hate his guts but every time he steps in the ring he proves that he is one of the best athletes in the wwt so i don't know man this is gonna be one heck of a match i'm hoping that Matt Brannigan pulls it off. I'm gonna put my money behind Matt Brannigan. I love watching Brannigan. He's one of my favorite competitors. Him being the WWT champion would be a dream come true for so many people. I'm I'm going Brannigan. I hope Brannigan pulls it out.
0: I would love to see Matt Brannigan be the one to dethrone Ravishing Anton, but unfortunately, I don't see that happening. I see ravishing Anton winning this match, retaining the world title, and continuing to brag that he is better than all of the all-elite wannabes. I just hope that Brannigan gets some Reese's for
1: Halloween. Anton did say on Twitter he hates Reese's, so I know. I think that also played a big factor into why Brannigan stepped up for this match. He's got to defend the name of the Reese Cup.
0: As much as I want Brannigan to win, I'm going with the champ. Ravishing Anton will retain.
1: What's the main event for Halloween Horror? So this is the main event, and guess for the first time in WWT's history, the tag team championships will main event. The show, and my god, am I excited for this one because I know this is going to be an absolute train wreck. Chaos will reign supreme. The disciples of chaos, giggles and twinkles, will defend the tag team titles against the lovable, redemption seeking bosom buddies, MVP and GG Jacobs, Ooh. in Ooh. the third annual Halloween horror street fight. This is going to be fun.
0: This one is going to be brutal. It's going to be painful. It's going to be entertaining AF. And I'm excited for it. I'm also going to be ringside to film this match. And I love when WWT, I love when you guys reach out to me and you want me to come run a camera for the show. Because Man, I get so into it. There's nothing like it. I love being there. I love watching it. This one, though, I think this one's going to be hard-hitting. This one's going to be tough to watch. I think both tag teams are in for uh, pain, like I said.
1: And... You might want to wear some protective goggles or something.
0: Yeah, as far as who... Man, I'm really surprised that uh, Gigi Jacobs is even coming back to the Smash Mouth Arena after dealing with the clowns not too long ago. I mean, this guy has a fear, a phobia of clowns. So the fact that he's
1: coming back, putting himself in this position again, I mean... Well, it does help that his cousin is the co-Tim Quim, the, the deputy Mike, Mike James. James. Yeah. So maybe Mike James gave a pep talk to
0: Gigi Jacobs to lure him to come back and MVP. will be back as well. So I don't know, man. I just think that it's Halloween and the odds are not in pound town USA's favor. The bosom buddies are not going to get the treat that they want. That is why I am going with giggles and twinkles to retain the WWT Tag Team titles in a very spooky, hard-hitting street fight.
1: You know, we we said earlier that this is uh, one full year for Xander DeVille's Continental title reign. It is the same for Giggles and Twinkles. 365 days ago at Slambury 3, they won the Tag Team Championship. So it's been a full year of darkness In the WWT for the Army of Darkness led by Predicador Loco. He's the mastermind behind all of these moves. And the clowns have really been like his right hand from from the jump. You know, whenever he needs just anarchy to ensue, he sends the clowns and send in the clowns. The thought of these two freaks in a no holds barred street fight is very scary because we've never seen them compete in a match with no rules. The clowns have always just competed in normal tag matches and stuff. So to put them in a street fight where they literally can do whatever the hell they want, that's probably not going to be good. And then to boot, Gigi Jacobs has a fear of clowns, you know. Which I don't know, man. I I don't think it's going to be a good night for for the bosom buddies. My money is on Giggles and Twinkles. This is going to be one hell of a train wreck, though. I am ready for it.
0: Well, as the legendary Houdini singing right now, the freaks are coming out for Halloween Horror. And I am going still with my original pick of giggles and twinkles two of the biggest freaks in wwt
1: history to again you can meet retain. them this saturday at johnson county axe throwing
0: yes if you are brave enough this saturday down in whiteland indiana johnson county axe throwing come on out for a spooky night At the Johnson County Axe Throwing Peyton will be there I'll be there The Clowns, Giggles
1: and Twinkles will be there I guarantee you Gigi Jacobs won't be there
0: No, no G.G. Jacobs will definitely not be there But Peyton, I am really looking forward to Halloween Horror Monday, Halloween, October 31st One thing guaranteed This show is going to be A Thriller this right here michael jackson my birthday twin we were both born on august 29th he is the king not only the king of pop but the king of all halloween songs this right here the goat when it comes to halloween songs thriller michael jackson Peyton, you said it best earlier this isn't the end of wells mania podcast it's just a see you later of course. So we don't know when
1: you will hear us. If we just left forever, then all of the people out there, the loyal listeners, would just have to listen to the lies of all the toxic people in the wrestling community. We're the only source of truth for for people. We are the light at the end of the tunnel for so many true fans of wrestling. We just can't leave them out there to, to rot away in the darkness.
0: And once again, the reason why we are taking a hiatus is because I start a new job on Halloween of all days. Very fitting. I will no longer be here at WIBC. So once again, thank you to all the amazing listeners of WIBC, thank you to all my amazing coworkers and bosses throughout the years. It's bittersweet. I've enjoyed the wild ride that has been working in the radio business, but I am excited to be a content specialist for a wrestling powerhouse that is Wrestling Inc. So be sure to subscribe to Wrestling Inc. on Snapchat and all over social media because you will be seeing a lot more of Well's Mania. It will be a thriller. Peyton, before
1: we go, where can people find you on the social media? You can find me at Stone Pain Prod on Twitter. Please do yourselves a favor. Go follow Wrestle With This. Subscribe to the YouTube channel so you can watch Halloween horror. And again, real quick, we still got Square Circle Expo, where there will be a Well's Mania booth. So there's still things to look forward to. Absolutely. And yeah, this is
0: not the end of Well's Mania. It's just a see you later until we figure out what we're going to do because I'm leaving this studio. So thank you though. I appreciate each and every single one of you for caring. And I appreciate each and every single one of you for tuning in and running wild with Peyton and I, We, we love you guys and gals and everything in between. Thank you so much for everything until next episode. Have a happy Halloween. Be safe out there. Stay positive. Run wild and dominate the day.